Good morning and a happy go lucky day to each and every one of you out there in podcast land. Today, as we kick off this day, I am grateful for my failures. There are some risks in life that succeed while others fail. Failing is action. Remember, folks, falling off the bike will always help you in your quest to learn how to ride. Now let's get out there in the world and fail your heart out today. Wait, that was supposed to be positive and motivational. See, the failures have already started. Now let's kick off this show with a new singer-songer showcase feature in honor of Bakken Barbecue Week. The Play Hard, Work Hard morning show powered by The Crude Life will be featuring the music of Elma Cook. Now let's turn up the oil field worker, Elma Cook. All right. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. I never let the joker out my sight. Never went broke, running all or nothing. Never made a bet so out of line. Till I met you when I hit the ground. And I must say, I've never seen so much weakness in one place. It was a 20-inch bicep with no strength. Cause you've been wrapping it around all the wrong things. Uh, and you were singing my praise, saying I'm magic. Welcome to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. Back, 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 back in back. North Dakota again, back in the Bakken from a long road trip through South Dakota, Pine Ridge Reservation, down through Nebraska, Fort Niobrara, in through Kansas, in through Nebraska. I mentioned that already. So good, I went through it twice. I was going to say, did you get lost? <laughs> I spent the night there, actually, in my car. I, I did the old, uh, okay, I'm driving through one horse town, USA. And the horse is dead. They still advertise free HBO oh, on the marquee. I love those places. $120 a night. Ugh. I and myself and Frackleberry Hound yeah. slept in the vehicle outside of Fort Ransom and bought ourselves a nice big breakfast the next day. Extra tip for the waitress. You gotta treat yourself Instead of $129 with free HBO. For a dirty bed. So would I get reimbursed with HBO Max? Let's do that. Let's let's send an email to HBO Max saying, "Hey man, just so you know, I stayed at uh, the Queen's Inn right. in uh, Fort any town USA, <laughs> Fort One Horse, that uh, said that uh, free HBO included." But not all the HBO. Now, I would like to be reimbursed yeah. HBO. I, I think they'd frame that and put it on the refrigerator in the break room. I only look for <laughs> motels that have Cinemax. <laughs> Folks, welcome to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spies. We are back in the Industrial Forest Studios here in... Well, I guess Fargo would be. <laughs> Sterling is with us here. <laughs> it's been a week. You had to check. After all that fun and excitement, back to boring old, okay, here we go. We're in Mr. the studio now, talking. We got four trees around here in our flat mud. <laughs> Fargo. Hey, I just ordered a tree on the internet. Good kite weather today. Yeah. Good. Yes, it would be. I saw, I saw that tree fly by. Did you? <laughs> you ain't got nothing on us today, Wyoming, nor you, Oklahoma. We just have nothing up here to stop the wind except oh, people. Oh, man. So anyway, folks, it was a great trip down in Oklahoma City, OKC. We did a cross-promotional podcast. By the way, that voice is Sterling, the co-host of the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. He was busy with his real estate-related business the last couple weeks. He had some family in town, some Aramco brats in town. We should mention your relation to oil and gas, for those people joining us for the first time, that Sterling has never worked a day in oil and gas. Never, never. However, he literally 
grew up in oil and gas. Yeah, you could say I was baptized in it growing up in Saudi Arabia. Literally was educated by oil and gas to where the teachers were paid mm-hmm. by Standard Oil slash Ramco slash... Were you ever Saudi Ramco or just Ramco? Saudi Ramco. At the end? Yeah, towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, we got to do a store. Uh, 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 yeah, what everybody, were the everybody room? thought they were going to get fired. That's what I mean. I want to do a special <laughs> podcast on uh, when Saudi Ramco bought Ramco. Oh, man. We got to get some. You know what? Let's do that for the uh, uh, Ramco Bratz reunion down in Tucson, Arizona. The... Week of Labor Day. It is the Labor Day weekend. Labor yep. Day weekend. Yep. And yep. as far as I know, we're still scheduled, folks. Now, it is September, so lots can change, but we're scheduled to be down there. Masks still? It's still masks they on the st- inside, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's Arizona. Yeah, but it's a lot of these people have never, I mean, thousands of people, and yeah. a lot of them have never worked in oil and gas. I think now explain that whole relationship, well, yeah, you know, because you may have grown up over there like I did, right? Where your dad worked for the company or your mom worked for the company. And, and, and we're talking Dahran. Yeah, we're talking Dahran, which, which was, is how many people? Uh, it was about 15,000 people. OK. And, uh, you know, so think of it as like a it's a man small, camp. It's like small town. You, yeah, it's a man camp, except it had a hospital, a school, <laughs> golf uh, course, golf course, multiple snack bars, swimming pools, cool. racquetball courts. Cool words it. like they call grocery stores commissaries. Yeah, we even had a pork shop because pork was illegal so they would have us go into a little unmarked store where we could buy pork once a month could you imagine the uh what do they call them the cells what do they call the arabian cells there uh people that wanted to take out those pork shops right i bet there were people that were like we gotta just break into Dahran and get rid of those nasty pork shops in the name of Allah. Well, man, you know it's uh, alcohol and pork were two things that you could get busted for bringing into the country. I've got a theory on that, by the way. So my Libra mind, because uh-huh. I am a Libra, lucky Libra, lucky Libra, leaping Libra. I like to say that as a Libra, I take every topic and I bat it back and forth like a game of mental ping pong until mm-hmm. it becomes water vapor. And honestly, <laughs> my mind goes to places that my actions don't go to. Okay. So I do think a lot of things that never come out of the filter. Which is probably what more people should learn how to do. And when I say things like that, people like Jeff Zarling with Frack Fuel Coffee looks at me and he goes, wait, you have a filter? Yeah, you, we're only getting some of what's right. coming out. And I look at him and I said, you got to remember, man, I just fought cancer for five years and won. I got energy now. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, shit. I said, yeah, we're ready to play now. So you call it work. I'm ready to play hard. Wait till you see me work hard, pal. It's scary. So, anywho, uh, what were the heck were we just talking about there? Oh, we were talking about your trip, your long road trip, where you apparently looped through Nebraska twice on your way down to uh, Oklahoma, and then eventually arriving in the great state of... Of Texas. Yeah, so tell us about that. That was, was it one event or was it a couple of events? Well, it was the it was a, a couple of events. I, I only went to a few. Uh, I had a pretty booked week, actually, down at the... Well, it started off, remember, at the EPA administrators yeah. listening. That was so long ago. Man. Like 10 days ago. Yeah, it seems like two months or three it months does. ago. It does. It seems yeah. like yesterday's news. Plus, well, not really riveting stuff coming out of that. And we probably. never got to talk about... Oh, no, there was. Was there? Yeah. No, there really was. Really? Okay. So this, by the way, I watched The Making of a Star. Mm. This is Michael Regan. Okay. Oh, he has got... Next level written all over him. Some potential there. Holy smokes, has he got charisma. Not The Rock charisma. Okay. Not Dwayne Johnson. Not a guy whose name is Dwayne right. and came from pro wrestling. 
That, no, not that kind of charisma that can overcome those odds. No, well, those are tough odds to overcome in society. Well, wrestling's always kind of been below NASCAR. Yeah. You know, in the social stratus yeah. thing. And yep. Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Linda mm-hmm. McMahon, wonderful job making that not the case anymore. No, mainstreaming it. John Cena, The Rock. I mean, John Cena is the next Rock. Oh, man, I can't wait to see him in this next Suicide Squad movie. Have you seen the trailer? I have. He looks awesome. Well, and <laughs> He was rumored to be the next Michael Strahan, the next mm-hmm. Ryan Seacrest host. He could do it. Oh, yeah, he's got charisma. He could do it. In fact, I still remember when he was the Grand Marshal of the, uh, what's the, what's the uh, Phoenix Tempe Fiesta Bowl down yeah, the there? Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Fiesta Bowl. The mayor was like, I didn't even know who John Cena was, and he's by far the most successful Grand Marshal we've ever had. I believe it. Ever. I mean, thousands of people came out of all walks yeah. of life, and the mayor's like, I didn't even know who these people were. <laughs> who didn't you know? know they were living here. <laughs> like, those, those are called wrestling fans. That's, those are the people Walmart might not let in. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about this before. You talk about, I love about The Rock. You talk about John Cena's like, those guys, they have to be performers. They have yeah. to be capable of emoting. They've got to be able to, to wear different masks. But they're you know? improv people. Yeah, they're exactly. That's the word I was looking yeah. for is they can do it on the spot. Well, if you look at probably the most successful group of actors and actresses to come out of our generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in our mid 40s, folks. Don't tell anyone. It's the Daily Show. It's by far the Daily Show. The Daily Show has got more success yeah. per capita than Saturday Night Live by a mile. Yeah. Than any other show. So you got Ed Helms. Ed Helms, let's see, Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Clark Griswold's uh, son, Rusty oh, Griswold, right. in that's the vacation. Right. Ed Helms has went on to do amazing things. Yeah. Okay. Rob Riggle. Okay. He actually went on to make a nice career with uh, um, Fox, Fox Sports. Yeah, that's right. So he's become like kind of the comedic mm-hmm. deal, as well as cameos and acting roles yeah. and et cetera. Yep. Samantha B, look at what she's done. She's become a voice for female empowerment yep. in the world of comedy yep. by basically becoming the Jay Leno, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, her full frontal. Yep. Talk show on, on whatever it might be. And her husband, Jason Jordan, mm-hmm. he took on a producer role he's kind of the the producer of that show yeah so he he's went on to do great things behind the scenes who else came out of there steve carell yes do we need to talk about steve carell carell cole stephen colbert do we need to talk about stephen colbert even aza uh um, i I cannot pronounce his name the uh indian uh american gentleman uh oh he's gone on to do a number of uh cameo acting things but he's actually become a voice for nature programs with BBC and Natural That's Geographic. That's right. That's where I've heard him. Now, Daily yeah. Show was like a was like a baseball farm I camp feel, or something. I feel man. like such a racist not remembering the Indian American's name and mispronouncing it. I also mispronounced Mike Pompeo's yeah. name to his face. So let's let's hold back on the racist. This is just plied out you dumb didn't idiot. Call papaya, right? Hey, hey Pompey. <laughs> Pompey. Oh man. Woo. <laughs> Hey, man, if FEMA can call me Jason Spiss. Spiss. It's Spiss. I've been called spies and a number spies. of the, But Spiss? Spiss. That's intentional, yeah. pal. I got to go take a Spiss? Come yeah, on. Spiss me off, man. Yeah. Hey, man, what Hey, I got, you know what my nickname was back in the day? Sterile. That's very unfortunate. It was. <laughs> Could get you uh, some interesting 
I got two kids, so they were wrong. Yeah, ah. I was going to say, look at you, two for <laughs> yeah. two. Proved you wrong, two man. Two for two, all right. <laughs> Shale Energy Resources, big shout out to Jeff Kennedy, Miranda Kennedy with Shale Energy Resources, a fantastic 2001 conference and trade show. Look forward to the second annual. Look at this, by the way. Nowhere does it say first annual on here. No. Not anywhere. No, they put it out there as an event, Yeah, and it was so successful. I bet you money. They're going to do the second annual, but they didn't feel like we... We talked about this before. Is, oh, it's a you, pet peeve. Yeah, it's a pet peeve. It's how a pet peeve. have the first annual? Yeah. The, it, the first annual... The, it's hopeful. The, the, the psychology future. behind first annual... Now, keep in mind, Because what does it make you think? It makes you think about something that's established. It makes me think that they're already looking at the second, like they've already scored the touchdown. One. It's looking past the Detroit Lions. Right. You can't look past the trap no, game. We're on to Cleveland. You can't look, we're on right, to Cleveland. You, yeah, you can't look at the Patriots. You got the Lions this weekend, man. Yeah, that's right, man. So it's not the first annual. You can't do it. The psych- <laughs> that's the best way to explain it. Oh, right and there. then the entitlement behind it, too, is just the, the psychology. Right. So keep in mind, folks, when I was in high school, I took one of those tests. One of those uh, standard tests that they make you take. Remember they made you take? SATs? No, it was like three or four a year they make you take. Okay. These were like personality tests. You know, like... uh, Are you a psycho uh, test? Do you know, when you grow up, do you want to be a carpenter ant, a lawyer bird, or a loan shark? You know, things like that. Loan shark. You know, like, hmm, carpenter ant. Let's see. Uh, They'd ask weird questions like that. Well, I took one once, and all of a sudden I got just a shit ton of letters from psychology departments at <laughs> universities. Study you. New Mexico State gave me a full ride in psychology. They're like flat out, we don't know if we can pay for the rest of your education. You got all the psychology taken care of. Nice. That did you what, have to donate your brain after? That was never lost on me. Yeah. That that just weirdness in my life. Like, okay. Well, I think you could apparently have gone that I, other route. Apparently, I look at life a little different than most people. I think you could have gone that other route. You could have been that Tony Robbins, that inspirational speaker. You could have been Kevin Foley living in a van down by the river. I would love to get paid to judge people because I'm doing it for free right, right. now. So the Shale Energy Resources here. You like that? That's, That's so beautiful. true, huh? By the way, big thank you to Ron Gusick, president of Liberty Oilfield Services, for coming on the Play Hard, Work Hard morning show, as well as Texas Railroad Commissioner Jim Wright, who had a great barbecue recipe, by the way, and he was fantastic to interview. Uh, big shout out to Sarge Summers. Sorry we missed each other. In fact, Sarge and I were so busy, our booths were butt up against each other, butt up against each other, okay? Booth to booth. And we didn't do anything except for talk. 20 feet away, five minutes, 10 minutes, in an hour, we'll catch up. But we right. were, it Just was it, it was the old home week mm-hmm. where people who never met, met each other because of LinkedIn and social media, okay. right? And phone calls and just, right. you know, cold call and COVID, you know, whatever it might be. Just, <laughs> yeah, but CCC. it was, there were people hugging that met for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just remember a conversation that Sarge Summers and I had right around when COVID either started or didn't start. He was just starting this oil field connections and it was taken off and he was trying to figure out what direction to go. And the same was with me to where I had figured out my fourth business model in the last 10 years that clicked. And this, this click was different though. This was like, what Sarge had with OCI. It was something special mm-hmm. about, well, Sarge started with one 
and he's in like 47 countries now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two years later. All right. No, no. Like, Boom. national media should be doing a story on what he's done. Yeah, that's it an is, explosion. It is literally remarkable. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I know him. I'm not saying that because I consider him a friend. I'm not saying that because he's he's just he's a, he's a, a champion for the industry. I'm saying that because I'm an award-winning journalist that's saying that dude deserves some props. Yeah. Well, he took an idea. Give him some focus. And well, there was this move, and, and here's what probably Sarge will never tell you. Too humble and, that way. Well, I don't even know if he knows this actually. And I did mention it to a few other people. I said what Sarge did was he created a Rotary, a Lions Club, a mm-hmm. Kiwanis Club, a API, mm-hmm. you know, a group of people that needed an outlet. And their outlet was, and this is we're gonna talk more about this in the next coming weeks. There are organizations of leadership, of appointed leadership that are in charge of certain groups, petroleum groups, women's groups, oil groups, commerce groups. They're like gatekeepers. They're gatekeepers. they're gatekeepers. They have been ignoring a certain lower percentage of their membership for the top tier. And that consolidation that you've been seeing in companies has also been happening with access and devoted energy within those groups. That's why Sarge took off. And him and I talked about that in not those exact words, but just how that energy was looking for something new Mm -hmm. and something to really go back to the old ways in a new way. And so it's interesting. Yeah. Well, he brings in a prayer. They do a weekly, they call into a number and do a prayer because a lot of oil and gas is centered around that Baptist Christian that just that that religious center of ethics right because it helps a worker sleep better Mm -hmm. not drink as much not rape pillage and palander you know like the what was that great movie with daniel day lewis uh last the mohicans the better one the uh, there will be oil the better that one there will be blood there will be it is so scary when you watch that and you connect with that character. <laughs> that is so scary. Well, better to connect with him than the other guy, man. Oh, that the greasy politician, yeah. uh, the, oh, the, 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 the minister. Pastor. Yeah, the minister, man. But the story was though that really that type of uh, it's it, it is a commodity. It's an intangible commodity to bring in sort of an ethical center to men. Yeah. Or women, but back then it was men. That actually could be seen on a bottom line on an oil company. Yeah, it was it was advantageous and financially smart to make sure you had maybe a pastor or right. a preacher in the camp. And yeah, they did the same thing with the railroad. Yeah. Uh, in fact, as they started going west, that was a big movement for the Mormons. Mm-hmm. Is the Mormons got a lot of their uh, the, their development of the church through the railroad? Yeah, because they were able to bring that into the railroad companies and say. Look at what we can do. We can, you know, keep your men kind well, it's, it's of controlled. It's a way to give some structure, you <laughs> yeah. know, to give well, some focus and structure. It's a lesser of the army yeah, right. <laughs> mentality, yeah, like, I guess. So. We either do that or we parachute prostitutes in. It's one or the other. Oh, I really miss the play hard portion because can, we can just go all over the board here, man. It's kind of like ADHD radio here yes. in the morning. We play hard, work hard. We're not here. even sure where we're going here. Oh, what else do we have? So we had a, uh, another gentleman came on. Chalk was his name. Chalk. Chalk. As in the stuff I use on the pavement. Well, he was an old uh, sheriff. Oh, awesome. Yep. So old school sheriff. And gotcha. so we talked about some of those ways. Of course, Krista Escamilla came on the program to talk about some of the lifestyles. Oh, the women of the oil field. 
That was a fun time. Absolutely. The, the real oil field women. By the way, just if you're ever wondering, folks, how it glow, goes, because I've been screwing this up. Mm-hmm. Real women, oil field, oil field, women real. You know what it's I mean? It's not the people's Judea's front, man. It's row, R-O-W, real oil field women. Real and then oil. of the south. Okay. Row of the Bakken. Of the south of the Bakken. Of the Marcellus, nice. of the Rocky Mountains. So we are going to record... One up in the Bakken at the Bakken barbecue. So Jenica is going to be taking the helm, doing kind of her test pilot program. Nice. With Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, Hope Sticka. They're going to talk about basically being in their early 20s, Hmm. coming up with an idea, not getting backing by the major establishment, and raising over a half a million dollars. In like that time. Investment capital type of stuff? or No, they've just been busting their butt yeah. and doing this, this deal. And it's a, it is one of the most organic grassroots events I've ever had the pleasure to be a part of, mm-hmm. but also witness. It's like one of those Sarge Summers. Like, national stories should be done on this. Yeah. It, is, it is so inspiring and so remarkable. That's why I keep going back. We were just figuring out that I think I'm probably five grand in of my own money, just <laughs> hotels and gas yeah, and just it everything. Gets expensive. Man. Oh sure. Yeah. Well, this year we're going to be doing potatoes. Yeah. Are are, you, oh, are those are, a deductible? The ESG t- uh, potatoes? Are they deductible? <laughs> <laughs> no, we twice bake them. <laughs> are they twice tax deductible? Hey man, that's twice t- taxed potatoes. That is double taxation. Now we got a potato death tax. We got our twice taxed potatoes here. <laughs> How can we include that into this whole deal? Because uh, we're calling our uh, the crude life tented diversity. Oh, I like okay, that. yeah, you yeah. like that? Yeah. And it is an actual tent. Per and se. we have a piece of the dapple. Pipeline, pipeline, Dakota Access it's Pipeline. Smoke those babies. And it was a leftover piece. It hasn't been, you know, none, none of the. Uh, There's uh, not oil. currently fluid flowing through. The it. oil sands have not gone through this. Yeah. No, but it has been retrofitted into a barbecue smoker. Yeah, this is what we should uh, talk to uh, Governor Whitmer about when she's got, you know, she's got a problem with that little section. Are of you pipeline. talking about? Uh, 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 Michigan? Yeah, I'm talking about that little snip of pipe that hasn't had a problem in 70 years. That's, the soon-to-be international right? so news. So here's what we should do. Yeah. We should, it should get replaced, right? Because obviously it's, I mean, it's 75 years old. We should retire it. It's lived a good sure. life. It's held up strong. Let's take those pieces, turn them into barbecues, and put some new stuff in. Michigan barbecue? Yeah, well, you figure it's been sautéed and, you Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, that peat moss. Extra peat mm, moss. Repurpose them mm. puppies. So we're going to have Dapple smoked, ESG certified, <laughs> potatoes of inclusion with, are you ready for this? Yeah. Hippie sauce? Oh, no. Smashed spuds of civility. <laughs> Smashed also. Spuds. So the SPCs. Okay, gotcha. Also, sounds to me like we're going to have some ESG security now, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we've you got, got. You got the climate envoy coming in? We've got a gentleman. Who's got some blueprints now? They're top secret FBI blueprints, blueprints. <laughs> for a spud gun, and it shoots out whole spuds. Whole spuds. Whole spuds. That's not. That's a cannon, man. That's so either it. way, it's got renewable ammo. Duck. Renewable ammo, folks. 
So what I'm trying to find is one of those John Rambo. Uh, yeah, like a bandolier what with is, the grenades. Is that what it's called? Bandolier. Yeah, bandolier, yeah, yeah. Where you, but put potatoes in oh, there. We've got to do that. I've got to find that. Got to do that. So they're gonna have. Oh, I was talking to the wife. You could pull off the Rambo thing too. I think. Ta- talking to the wife whose husband custom made this. Uh-huh. This is done. It's custom it's, made. Okay. <laughs> She's got to live with this. I have to sign a waiver. I have to what, sign a way. Hold it? No, in case somebody gets killed. <laughs> in case somebody gets hurt. Wait, because you, do, you have, the, do you have potato insurance? Well, these guns. Oh, and then I got to call the insurance guy now. Oh, man. How do you get insurance for this? I, Does it go up or down? I'm providing oh, security. I, no, I'm guessing it's going to go up, man. I'm providing security. Yeah, you're going to have to get an incidental or accidental death coverage. We have first responders there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you do get injured at the Bach and Barbecue, there's going to be several hundred EMTs police officers in my mind this people. person's dressed up in SWAT gear with the bandolier with the potatoes <laughs> with the spud gun with just ESG SWAT written on yeah, there you know just terminating around man we got a potato clock potato <laughs> so, battery so right? everybody knows what time it is <laughs> yeah okay it uh, hasn't moved in six hours so add 12 to that folks it's this kind of nonsense and fun that the Bakken barbecue is going to bring you one of the most successful and popular Bakken events there is. It is so fun. I mean, it, there's so much of the... I mean, we've got U.S. Congressman Kelly Armstrong coming out. He's going to be a, a rager, judge. Man. We've got Watford City, Patrick Bertinoli is going to be a judge. Mayor Bismarck, Steve Bakken's going to be, be a there. judge. Mick Hager's going to be there. Oh, I forgot his, to tell you about the drama. His cousin Sammy Hager? No, I'm sorry, Mick Hager. Oh. I, apologies to Mick Hager and uh, Rogue. What? Frackleberry Hound went at him. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Why? So remember the story. Okay. Flashback machine. <laughs> remember the neighbor across the street. I do. Who has the Czechoslovakian German Shepherd? Yeah, I think it looks like a bear. The the, the Czechoslovakian Belgian Maljuice German Shepherd. Okay, the one from Czech. Is that real? Or you just make up a bunch. Well, of it's I, they all look like German shepherds. Okay, but the, you know the Belgian. I don't want to insult the Belgian. Okay, <laughs> we and like I don't, Belgians. But it's the it's the one from Czech. Okay. Czech, whatever the Czechoslovakian shepherd is. Okay, Man. so remember, folks, when Frackleberry Hound and I were just biking down in the middle of the street, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like a northern <laughs> or a velociraptor, that neighbor dog attacked. Frackleberry Hound started going after her, yeah. and I had to kick it to get off. Well, since then, she, ever since then, she has been very skeptical about German Shepherd looking dogs where she goes at and puts up a perimeter. Like, like she'll get 25 yards in front of me and start barking at him. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So she went after Rogue. Oh, and P- I, if anybody's got a video, I want it. I'll even pay it. I've never seen her do that, so I'd be right. That's what I mean. So she was under the table. So we actually paid somebody to watch the dog, right? (laughs) And you know, the the, Frackleberry wanted to go under the table. I forget who I was interviewing at the time, but uh, so she went under the table. That's kind of her hide spot, right? She 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 feels very safe under the table when interviews are. Oh, right now she's under us. Yeah, she's under us. Yeah, she's safe there. Well, all of a sudden, you know how a dog can be in the basement. And your neighbor dog starts turning the corner a half a block away, and your dog gets upstairs in the basement, goes upstairs to the picture window. It yeah. was like that type of alert energy sensor. Everything switched on. I didn't even know she was underneath me because <laughs> someone else is watching the dog, right. right? 
she just beelines out from under the table, goes right after and stops and starts barking. And everybody at the show in that area, <gasps> right? That I mean, held. it was like, I thought, oh, are we going to get kicked out of here? Because, by the way, big thank you to the Horseshoe Pavilion for allowing Frackleberry Hound to be part of the show. Oh, nice. For the two day. That that was the most anxiety I had the whole trip. Like, yeah. what do you I do? actually thought about dropping her off at a vet and getting a full work over. I thought about doing a no- Well, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm not going to leave her out in the car no. for 110 degree heat all no, day. Uh-uh. So uh, yeah, but I honestly, I, I you think, wouldn't leave her out there if she was fine. I mean, that'd be that'd be boring for her, man. So Mick Hager, big apologies. Uh, we'll talk more about you it at the Bach and Barbecue, right? but I, I do believe that's the case. That because of her yeah. getting attacked, she believes the dog was attacking me. Yep, it's and so therefore she's profile, protecting. Man. Right, it's threat. But the good news is she didn't attack. It was just a warning shot. Yep. Stay away from my man. This is my territory. Back off. So Mick Hager will be at the Bach and Barbecue, I assume, unless Frackleberry Hound scared her away. So we might have Frackleberry Hound Rogue Part 3. Part 3. Part 2 has already happened right. now. It was unexpected, and it was the Manila from the Thrilla at the Midland Horseshoe Pavilion. Frackleberry. Uh, Miss Teen North Dakota Alexandria Garcia will be there, and she'll be saying a few words up on stage about mental health. Are you ready for the... Extremely talented. Yeah. What's the music? Unbelievably beautiful singer-songwriter, Elma Cook. Elma Cook. With that sultry, just Nora Jones voice. And what was that song we were listening to? Was it 5,000? 5,000 Candles. 5,000. That was awesome. Very fun song. That was. A very fun song to bring awareness. Summer. Summer, You're right about that. Not quite sangria. No, not poppy. It's not Jimmy Buffett. You know, it's... (laughs) No, it's not. No, few are. Yeah. yeah. But what's that? Sublime. Yeah. Practice sangria. Right. But you know, it's... You you hear that, you you know summer's there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Singer Elma Cook, 5,000 Candles, but... Are you ready for this social media moment? Bum, bum, bum. To start off the event now, back in 2014, I want to say, we brought in uh, Mark Lindquist. Okay. Renowned, world-renowned singer, Mark yeah. Lindquist. Yeah. Okay, he, he's from the area. Uh, he, he was he had a cup of coffee out in Hollywood with uh, Lost and Hawaii Five O, and nice. Dude, he is an Asian-adopted U.S. Navy singer from North Dakota who speaks perfect English. Everybody loves Mark Lindquist and he's a motivational speaker and he can, he's, and he's a fantastic like singer and, but he's just like, Oh, ethnic. Yeah. Navy check all the boxes, checks all man. the boxes, dude. And he knows it and he embraces it 100%. So, it sounds like he's got but, mad skills. So I think uh, he did, uh, what was the NBC, uh, game of the game of the opening night? Uh, NB Chris Collinsworth, Marv, not Marv Helbert, the other guy, uh, the, the guy who doesn't bite women on the cheek uh al michaels yes yes <laughs> so uh what was like a couple of years ago the colts were uh the opening night game i right, believe thursday night mark had the national anthem that that's the type of gigs oh, okay. he gets okay he does uh und uh fighting sioux games for hockey i think right. they're called the fighting hawks now yeah, I think so. okay so just to let you know that i apparently am just ticking everybody off here so Back in 2014, we brought him, and he sang the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, we've been starting the show off with the national anthem. Yeah. Well, between you and me and everybody listening to this podcast, 
which is, the number's a lot bigger than I imagine. I'm going to assume it's millions at this point. It is more than six. Woohoo! I Thanks, prefer, I prefer America the Beautiful. I find America the Beautiful a much better song to describe America. Yeah, I do too. I find, and, and this is true, I do believe, if my memory serves me, that the leadership at the time when Francis Scott Key came out with uh, the Star Spangled Banner, the controversy of the day was not to have the Star Spangled Banner in the same way the Eagle Turkey controversy. Ben Franklin did not want the Eagle because it was considered a scavengerous bird and the turkey was a hardworking, noble bird. That was a big controversy of its Mm -hmm. day. The Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, was controversial. 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 That the Star Spangled Banner enabled war and had too violent of lyrics. Okay. Well, it was written and, during a war. And you ready for this? Okay. It enabled pride, which is one of the seven deadly sins. Oh, no, and back then when people gave a shit about religion, that was a deal. Yeah. Now, not so much. America the Beautiful, on the other hand, the amber waves of grain. Describes the country. It, right. And not only is the Star Spangled Banner one of the hardest songs to sing out there. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you about the first time Lori, my ex, Otis's mother, who's a professional and singer? Professional singer. And a very good professional singer. Yeah. I got her first time she sang it was the Fargo Marathon in front of 25,000 people. Well, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. And there. you don't think of that at the moment. You're right. like, oh, yeah, the Fargo Marathon, no problem. Yeah. It's like, what, 25,000 people are going to be there? Plus, well, it's going to be on video. Well, I mean, it's going to be preserved. Yes, 18,000 of them are running in the race, <laughs> and you've got their friends and family, so it's more like 40,000, really. And they all just want you to finish so they can start. So she got up there, knocked it out of the park, came and just slapped me. Like, dude, that was so hard. Forever doing that again. Well, good, like, exi- like, didn't prepare me. I had no idea. I'm not a singer. I just enjoy music. Well, if you ever read the lyrics, man, yeah, it's... So, uh, uh, America the Beautiful, Alma Cook's going to sing that before the national anthem. Now, okay. we've got a local that is local gonna Dickinson who's going to be doing the national anthem. Nice. We'll, we'll announce that later this week. But Alma Cook, now, are you ready for this social media? This is how he sold it to her. Okay. I said, in my mind's eye, this is how I believe this is going to go. It's, okay. it's, it's honoring first responder night. Yeah. So I want the stage with first responders up there with her singing America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that social media moment? Oh, man. I mean, because you're not, that's, like I told her, I said, it doesn't even matter if anybody's at the barbecue at that time. No, just, just the fact that. that you've got these, these men in uniform and women in uniform standing behind you in a very uniform, stoic manner while you sing. And America the Beautiful, it brings tears to people's eyes because yeah. it's such a beautiful song and her voice is so beautiful. I may cry. I mean, ever since I survived cancer, I can't watch an episode of Chopped without tearing up now. <laughs> hey, I had to get, I, I lost that battle. <laughs> oh my God, she's going to go from, of Paul. she had a food truck and now oh, she's going to have brick and mortar. Give her the $10,000. <laughs> hey, I wonder if Bob Saget could incorporate with Chopped. Oh, wow. America's Funniest Chopped. America's Funniest Chopped, yeah. <laughs> I think they should take all the people that couldn't make it on Chopped, but not even get on the show and put them on a show. No, ma'am, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be great music, incredible food. I'm looking ahead at the weather. It's not supposed to be boiling your face off, so that'll be nice. 
Oh, you mean the, uh, what's his name's not going to be there to, to melt our face off? What's the name <laughs> yeah, of that god? The, the weird lizard god. That's from- right. Zorp. <laughs> Zork. Yeah. Zork. Don't think he's going to be there. Uh, Kristen Baszler's going to be there, though. She's the North Dakota superintendent of public instruction. And here's the thing, folks. What is happening at the Bakken barbecue is the definition of ESG. And we just do it every year. I like that. I like so, that. Keep that in mind, folks, that when you hear all about this ESG movement, just look at what Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkin and the committee at the Bakken Barbecue, and I'm included in that. I'm, I'm, I am patting my own back on this because, quite honestly, he I am an, He's flexible. Yeah, I'm an energy ambassador. And I, I am an ESG expert, and this is another example, like the industrial forest, of transformative action that's been going on for years. So you can either let the narrative get hijacked mm-hmm. of what has already been happening. Keep in mind, this stuff has already been happening. So we are once again going to do this, just like Jeff Kennedy did with the Shale Energy Resources Conference down there where we just got back from in Midland, Texas. And we'll talk more about that all week long because we're running interviews still. <laughs> oh man! We, oh, by the way, interviews all summer. We now. still got interviews from the Williston say, Basin. Williston. No, Jenica yeah, called me. She texted me. She, uh, she, you know, how she's balancing fifty things at yeah, one time. Right. The she's got more interviews she sent in from the Williston Basin Conference. I didn't even know about. Yeah, I, th- I think we're what last count something over thirty. And the information's still good. Yeah. So anyway, folks, we have all that plus much more going on. I'm looking Welcome at the clock. Back. We've got all kinds of ketchup going. I mean, and mustard. And mustard. And bit more him and bit guy. her too. Oh boy. Crowd. What else? I didn't even mention all the guests we had down there. And let's see. Uh, the barbecue committee is going to be up there. Make a wish. Didn't even mention make a wish. So we're going to have a celebration and a ceremony for make a wish. Yep. I have no idea if we're going to grant a wish this year or not. I hope so. So it seems like we do every single year. Yeah. Whew, Man, folks, people are going to be excited to be out. Give us a couple minutes to catch our breath. We've <laughs> Talk got yourselves. We've got news, rumors, and news speak. I'm so excited. We've got pipeline news. There's a. Is it, did something get canceled over something the weekend? What else happened? Oh, oh boy, we've got a burrito, a magic burrito filled with steroids, mm. and we got one other news Muscle piece burrito. of. And we got the escargot out of Texas ergot yeah, back. Yeah. Er, our Epcot Center ergot center. You know, oh, is it, is it? Is it? Are they serving escargot at Epcot now? Oh, wait, no, it's powered by Ergot, so they're serving nothing. The music featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. <laughs> Look, you know what ain't right. So what you doing now? Calling me at midnight. I've done nothing but giving you the good life. I mean, I, I really would have been a good wife. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. 
The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000 when Fargo native Mike Marcel, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment Developments. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by. For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in Western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. That's what love is like that. Who am I that I would push back? Is that the loving thing? You made a bet for me that I Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. We should mention this is technically a time machine edition with two E's. <laughs> because I didn't get uh, Thursday and Friday's show done until Monday and Tuesday this week. We should just call this the summer show. The summer show? Mm-hmm. And... So we're going to be, you know, doing a little time machine this week. So, but this is technically Monday's show. Technically. It feels like a Monday. What day is it, buddy? Is it Tuesday? (laughs) You mean like for real? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Don't let anybody behind the curtain. Stop it. Slap the hands. Don't let them behind the curtain. You asked. Also, coming up this week, we've got uh, Kirk Kirkhammer. Kent Kirkhammer. Kent We've got Kent Kirkhammer, the CEO of New Coda with Gorilla Jack. Yeah. We got that. Actually, that's later on in today's interview. Gorilla Jack. Uh, We mentioned the real oil field women. That's Mm. coming up Wednesday. Nice. Which hopefully will be done by Wednesday. Oh, caught up, you mean? But it might be Thursday (laughs) when we put it out there. Wait, show Thursday or real Thursday? I haven't even listened to it yet. Okay. I have no idea. I'm going to take it in real time. Okay. You did capture audio, though. I haven't even checked that. <laughs> and by the way, this is still the bane of my anxiety. So on a couple interviews, oh, man, my heart about exploded today. So uh, with the Ron Gusick interview, mm-hmm. it was just he and me, he and I, right. the two of us. Right. But three mics were on. 
Oh, so you get so, a commentary track too. No, no, it was just a flat line. <laughs> it was just a flat line. So it was either on or off or mm. whatever, but it showed up. And so that came up and I'm going, oh no. <laughs> so, but it, anyway. But you it, did it, have the actual audio. Yeah. Okay, All good. three mics yeah. were on. We only needed two. All right. But yeah, the one that was a flat line, I'm going, oh no. You should check it out. It's like a Ghost Hunters episode. Listen in, see if there's some secret messages there. I do not like this anxiety. Wind turbines So all week long, leading up to the Bakken barbecue, where you've got uh, barbecue tips. Recipes. Because on the daily show for the radio, Mm -hmm. the Crude Life Daily Update for the radio that we put on the podcast. Yeah. Well, that runs across five states. Radio stations up in the Bakken. Yeah. Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, up into Canada. International. International. Boom. The crude life is, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, if, a, if, a, if a radio station in Fort Tuna picks us up <laughs> and, and their reach is more than 10 miles, we got Canada. Well, hey, you know, when I go to the doctors in North Dakota in Fargo where I live and they ask me if you traveled out of the country recently, I say, well, Minnesota. That's the, the People's <laughs> Republic of Minnesota. But, hey, man, the, uh, the, the crude life airwaves, we don't see boundaries. Mm-hmm. We don't see race, Mrs. Chang. We don't see gender or anything like Nothing. that. So anyway, We're just blind. Uh, all week long on the Crude Life Daily Update, which we then put on the podcast for the radio, the radio on is the barbecue podcast. tips from past cookers. Yeah. So uh, different types of tips and everything like that. So all some, week we're long, gonna have some pit masters out there. It sounds like. Oh now. yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of Bach and barbecue week. You know, yeah. well leading up to Father's Day, mm-hmm. Papa Day. I'm gonna wear my Papa Spice. Get to wear your Papa Spice. My, my Papa Spice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Papa Spies. Apron. apron. That's what it's called. Apron. That's good. And hopefully you got some sort of, uh, uh, what do they call them? Mittens or something to handle those ESG potatoes. I'm not sure. Put your hands where they were. <laughs> Bazoomba. <laughs> Gazoon. <laughs> Where's the sound effects? Can, can we afford sound effects no, yet? No, we have to pay for those. All right. Well, we did pay for the newser sound effects, so let's use that right Wee. now. <laughs> All right, so, you know, we're playing catch-up a little bit here, but we're still talking about stuff that's been going on. And one of the uh, more recent things, of course, has been the uh, shutdown of the Dakota Access Pipeline. So a judge, again, has ordered it shut down. Now, this happened about two weeks ago, um, but it sounds like this is pretty much going to be the death nail, the final nail in the coffin. U.S. District Judge James Bosenberg said in April that the pipeline, which has been in operation three years, remains highly controversial mm-hmm. under federal environmental law, and a more extensive review is necessary than the environmental assessment that was done. In a 24-page order, Bosenberg wrote that he was mindful of the disruption such a shutdown will cause, but he said he concluded that the pipeline must be shut down within 30 days and drained of oil while the review happens. Here's what concerns me, is that I really didn't even listen to a word that you said. Me neither. Because it's the same old, same old, right? Mm -hmm. There's really nothing new here, right? It's just rehashing what a decision is. Yeah. So that's what, number one, that concerns me. Number two, when I I take a look at, I'm just going through my emails here. Mm -hmm. Thomas Pyle, president of the American Energy Alliance, sent me an email. 
We got uh, Senator Kevin Kramer sent me an email. We've got uh, Senator Hoven sent me an email. Holy smokes, even Congressman Kelly Armstrong. Uh, termination of the Keystone this is from Congressman uh, Kelly Armstrong, who's going to be at the Bakken Barbecue as a judge. He'd be in Wapaton earlier that day okay. on the opposite end wow. of the state, right? He's, <laughs> he's got. He's going to be. Yeah. He's going to be potato hopping that day. Man, I hope he's got a plane. Hot potato that day. Ooh, <laughs> doggy. What? No, we're not serving dog at no, the barbecue. No, no, got, dog. no, no hot dogs. Ears hot went dogs. Up. Okay. Oh, by the way, folks. Yes, the gun will be back. The children shooting the gun at the Bakken Barbie. I'm not kidding you. When people from the East come and they see that they have a booth set up so kids can shoot a gun, <laughs> an actual, like, 22 type of a gun, right? you, you, you do a double take for the first <laughs> time. But it's a, to teach and promote gun safety, yeah. actually. It's, see, I, I just think of that as a family reunion. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel at home when I'm there. Except I love it. it wasn't for safety. They're just like, here, shoot something. I ain't got a gun in the house, but I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I always tell Otis, do you want to do it? And he's like, nope. So he doesn't like guns either. Uh, okay. Which is funny coming from a kid that plays games where you're just shooting people all the time. Well, yeah, we're knives and arrows guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll take a crossbow and a knife all day long. Okay. A gun, eh, I'll probably shoot myself. You got that Daryl from Walking Too much dead noise. Kind of thing. And, yeah. Anyway, so uh, this is from Congressman Kelly Armstrong, friend of the program. Termination of the Keystone XL pipeline is a win for environment environmental extremists and a loss for American workers, said Congressman Armstrong. President Biden's rescission, rescission of the pipeline's permit in January was a signal to activists across the country that his administration will not defend American energy jobs and that their political attacks on infrastructure are okay with them. Well, he's taking a little bit different approach, but essentially mm-hmm. it's the same talking points. Uh, when I look at what my emails are coming in from yeah. the different organizations, whether it be from, you know, the American Energy Alliance, whether it be from Senator Kramer or Senator Hoven, uh, Congressman. Uh, 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 Probably a mixture of rhetoric and fact, right? Well, it, it's the same bullet points, talking points, but they got their own little style to it. And, I, and that's what I'm afraid is not connecting anymore. I think we're at the point now where people are really looking for something new. Mm-hmm. So if the leadership in the industry does not give them something new, they're going to gravitate to the environmentalists. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Because new is new. Why do you think the new Barbie comes out of the hat every year? <laughs> I it's true. About that way, but yeah. Well, you have to. You got you, you to have a new feather on the cap. Right. You got, otherwise, well, that's why you, you change beer cans and you make them show you if they're cold or not. Or you, I mean, you know, it's it's at some point all you can do is change the packaging. And if you disagree with me, look at your spouse and say that's what marriage counseling's based on. <laughs> Better get a new feather in the cap. I able to say that once. Otherwise, they're going to go find a new Barbie. <laughs> okay, hey, what's the next news story here? Honestly, that's all I can take out of this. That's, is that that's all you can is, it, is that industry needs to figure out a new way to connect because when you take a look at the and I didn't even get to the other six emails yeah. I got, but I can guarantee you, it's the same exact bullet points. Well, and you know what this does? American is, jobs. You know yeah, what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're right. Is it? And pointing out politically that one side is doing what we don't like, does that ever, I mean, other than engage people or get them excited, does that really do it? You need to come out with the facts and what the facts are. 
is that you're going to have a, a rise in price. So that's going to, you know, that's going to dampen the industry in North Dakota. You're going to see a rise in uh, use of oil, of rail as transport if it stays shut down, right? And it's way more expensive to ship this stuff by rail. So you're going to have, I think, um, the pipeline was owned by a, a Texas uh, energy company, right? It's uh, Energy Transfer that owns it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, you know, losing somewhere between, you know, several hundred million to a billion dollars or so with the uh, with the pipeline being shut down. So, you know, it becomes a flashpoint. It's like what I'd like to hear more about. And I am somebody who believes in environment. Right. I care about the environment. What is the review? What was the review that happened? And why is that review not considered thorough enough? What is considered thorough enough? What are they considering beyond the politics and the emotions? I'd like to know about that. And I haven't been able to find much information about what is going into an environmental review. Because it shouldn't have anything to do with politics. It shouldn't have anything to do with who lives there. It should have clearly just to do with, is this going to screw the earth up or not, right? I hate to say it, but I I think a lot of this is on industry because... Letting it happen? Letting it happen. Uh, They ignored... Well, I can tell you that there were... A number of company names that were just dropped over the last five minutes, okay? And I know that I've met with executives from some of those names that you mentioned, right. okay? <laughs> um, and I'm not, not going to say that's who it is. Right. But what I'm going to tell you is that I have met with, an, and I've spoken on this too. Mm-hmm. So you can go back to conferences from 2017, and I've spoken on this, mm-hmm. Okay. Shell play profit. If they don't figure out that it's outside the industry causing the problem, they're going to go away. Mm. And that was what I was trying to explain to them. And so, like, when we were talking about, say, Fargo, mm. they flat out said they didn't care. Really? And I'm going, do you not understand that they control the voting population? Yeah, this is the most populous part of the state. But right? they're used to the other way, which is when they control the politicians. Mm. Because, listen, I'm not saying they bought off the politicians. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that they had such a connective relationship that they actually had departments called government affairs. Mm-hmm. Do you have a government affairs department in your company? I do not. You do not? I do not. No. No. It would be me if I did. They actually had companies that had chief of staff on business cards. Oh, yeah. Right. Head corporation, South Dakota Builder, you're familiar with them. They've got a chief of staff, and his job is just meeting with politicians. It's, you know, it's a specialized industry just to interact with the government. What happened was, is the Greta Thunberg acolytes, Mm -hmm. the Kamala Harris acolytes, no, not Kamala, who's the other one? Uh, AOC. Oh, sure. What's her name, by the way? I don't even know her name. Alexandria Ocasio. Cortez. Cortez. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, Something in the middle. Cortez, yeah. Right? That's why I don't I say always never, I never pronounce it right. Yeah. So you, you've got Greta and, and AOC, right? Mm-hmm. The acolytes You're talking about there. like the Green New Deal type stuff, right? Yeah. What they did is they did the workaround. Mm-hmm. They did the workaround. And that's what I, that's for me what I was trying to explain to the industry. That when you have school children in Seattle, Washington... In 2018, mm-hmm. putting oil 
fake oil on their bodies going in front of a state capitol to protest the teacher's pension fund that was connected to fossil fuels. There's not one child that came up with that. That is a bunch of parents behind the scenes using children Mm -hmm. to get their special interests across. So it's all grandstanding. If if you sat in a boardroom with me and you didn't want to listen to that, that's on you. Mm -hmm. If you sat in audience and you didn't want to hear that, so you wouldn't got another drink from the hot waitress, that's on you. If you're listening to this podcast. And you think, oh, that doesn't you, impact my business? That's on you, pal. Yeah. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. Well, it's like a it's no. like it's like a Shit's tsunami real wave. Now, man. Man. No, no, it is. It's like it's like a tsunami. Somebody was describing it to me the other day as a tsunami because you don't just get the wave; you get all the debris. Totally. It, you know, and that's what's sort of washing through. What's interesting to me is that you've got you've got a powerful youth movement that's putting social pressure on companies because they are the ones with the disposable income and they generally direct how the companies feel about things. But the people that vote are in the larger numbers are generally the people that vote pocketbook issues, right? So you've got this dichotomy where you've got a lot of pressure on companies, media companies and other companies to change their stuff, but not a lot of pressure really for the government to change. Otis, my son. Yeah. You just saw him. He yeah. came in. Yeah, for two seconds, and right. he was gone off with his guys again. Yeah, well, his buddies. Oh, biking, man. Yeah, they got a summer job. Yeah. They're mowing lawns. Oh, are they doing oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. They, for a landscaping company. Nice. They got a job, uh, and they're doing, you know, the gopher work. You sure, know, Go yeah. mow that lawn. Go bring that shovel there. But man, it's, 15, it's for an that's a great company. start. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, they're going to be probably shoveling rock and just mm-hmm. doing whatever. That's great. Exactly. Yep. But it's going to teach them some good things. Yep. Well... He asked me the other day about the oil companies that got bailout money in North Dakota. Hmm. Well, he interviewed some of the people. When do you think he's going to put? Oh, he's going to put two and two together pretty quick. Yeah, he's when when he starts asking me if the so and so person that he interviewed Mm -hmm. got COVID money because we didn't. Right. Oh, he's going to put that together real quick. Yeah. Because we're, we're, you know, we recycle our stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is the shit that's getting real, folks. Well, he's, you know, he's taking that step into what's really going on in the world, right? You know, but, the, but, but this is industry educating yeah. our kids. So anyway, this is, to me, this is another a warning sign for industry that um, I've heard for the last year and a half now that we need to do a better job of engaging and interacting but nobody's still doing it everybody's just standing around talking about it so why do you think that is i mean is it just the is it sort of the uh, you know head in the sand uh, or you know is it the la 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 put your hands over your ears i don't know honestly i don't know because my mind works so differently that in my mind i just don't think they care yet i think there's a but dyslexia that's too, but that's too harsh there with it that's yeah. too harsh of a statement they do care, to say they just don't know yeah. how to care but i don't understand that type of care i'm not wired that way yeah i'm not wired that way and so that's why i poke people the wrong way and i piss people off and all these other things and i don't try to mm-hmm. i mean i'm not trying to i'm just trying to figure it out like okay you have all the resources and all the power to do exactly what you say i'll give you an example we just had ron gusick on okay mm-hmm. He was on last Friday's show with uh, Texas Railroad Commissioner, right? Right. And they're doing uh, with uh, uh, Liberty Oil Field and uh, uh, North Face. They're still on that, right? Oh, the jackets. Uh, right, the jackets. Yeah. The, the hypocrisy. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I had to eat a little crow because Fox News picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I had Ron Gusick on, and I wanted to ask him, what's the end goal here? Because to me, it didn't seem like it was getting any traction outside the industry. And mm-hmm. That's a couple of months ago now, too. Totally. Yeah. Well, from Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. That's right. Six months ago from Christmas. And we're still on it, and they're still, still not returning the calls. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, you got to pull out of Vietnam, right? Right. And so, anyway, but then the day that I was going to ask him about it, no, I'm not kidding you. Fox News picked it up. Really? And they had the CEO on, and so I've, I started the interview, interview off. And you can go back and listen, folks. I had to basically eat crow out of the, out of the gate and say, I was going to ask you what's the end goal here, but now I see where it's going. Wait, you've got the end goal, yeah. But now I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. What we need to do now in the way the media works, so I interviewed Krista Escamilla, right? She's with PBS Based in Life, Permian Perspectives, podcast as well as rig id workwear okay they have their own line of fr clothing so if i'm liberty resources i'm doing a press conference mm-hmm. from her shop in the permian american made permian worker small business yep. who by the way she is a well respected i had more people come up to me and say good get when I had krista Escamion from pbs base in life mm-hmm. down at the shale rivers the shale Energy. Well, because she's resources. been. I mean, she's been doing this stuff for a long twenty years. Twenty CBS years. News right. Yeah. So. Totally. But my point is, is that her and her husband, entrepreneurs. Yeah. They've got a line of FR clothing. Well, Liberty. If your beef is hypocrisy, mm-hmm. well, cancel whatever bulwark you got. Yeah. Bulwark FR, which is owned by the same company. Get your ass down to the Permian Clothing Company. Yeah. Gets even if it's a one by symbolic order, right? Just show that hey, we're taking the next step. We're going from awareness Mm -hmm. to venting to now we're taking action. We're not going to support your company anymore, North Face. We're now going to go support somebody who's a cheerleader for the industry, Mm -hmm. somebody who actually works in the industry. And somebody who lives the industry down in Midland, Texas. You can't get any more of an American That's oil worker. As it gets, now. Right? Oh, yeah. nowadays, totally. Yeah. Unless you got Watford City, right? Yeah. And I can't. Who's out in Colorado? Greeley, Colorado. Greeley. Yeah. 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 Uh, but per, but Midland, you're in the Texas. You're you're in the Texas desert. Mm-hmm. So, um, by the way, I'm not making a dime off this. This is just you should be. Come this, on, man. This is just an award-winning journalist sniffing out a really good news story and giving out some free advice that this would be this would be Fox News picking up the, the story saying, hey, look at this. Here's Liberty Resources, oil field resources mm-hmm. going to the next step and saying, North Face, we're done with your hypocrisy. We are going with an American company here. Uh, Permian Clothing FR company. Right. So anyway, well, we're you know it's kind of like in, in news, uh, we're starting to silo what we where we buy things. Yeah, we're making that. Yeah. We're making a choice. You know, I, all of us still order off Amazon, <laughs> right? For the most part, but you know, we're making a choice that we're not going to buy from this company or we're not going to go to that company because of the way they treat people or the way they act, whatever. In a way. It's sad. And another way, I think it might actually really kickstart smaller businesses, give them more opportunities, you know? Senator Hoban, Senator Kramer, Senator Crapo from Idaho, Steve Daines from Montana, John Brasso from Wyoming, Cynthia Loomis from Wyoming, Jerry Moran from Kansas, Roger Marshall from Kansas, Tom Cotton from Arkansas, and Bill 
Cassidy from Louisiana have introduced the Defending Keystone Jobs Act. That's what that. Okay. And we've heard about that a little bit. Have we? Okay. This is. I'm catching up on my emails here. Oh well, no. Is, we heard. We heard some rumbling. This about is it from a week last Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say. Never mind. This is from so last ago. Wednesday. Get to the more current <laughs> news. I that's where I'm at, folks. I haven't even gotten to my emails yet from last week. So okay. I won't spoil how lost ends for you. <laughs> right? It was just a dream of Hurley's, right? That's all it was? Okay. I think that was St. Elsewhere, too. All right. What's the next news story? Well, you, you know, do you like burritos? Love do me a good love burrito. Love you a good burrito. What if I told you that a burrito could possibly have steroids in it? Get me four of them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> How much? And what, what would you pay for a steroid burrito right now? So a runner, a professional runner, Shelby Houlihan. And a runner, no, come a on. Runner, yeah, burrito runs steroids. This is a, this is a sounds onion, like it's going to be a messy this ending. This is an onion story. It's messy. <laughs> so runner Shelby Houlihan banned four years. <laughs> Houlihan. After testing positive for anabolic steroid, blames burrito. <laughs> Distance runner was Shelby Houlihan was banned for the sport four years. She's blaming a burrito. Houlihan, who is the current national champion and record holder at both the 1500 meter and 5000 meter. Please, can we get it in feet like people wrote on Instagram on Monday that she'd been banned for four years after testing positive for nanadrolone, <laughs> an anabolic steroid. The most likely explanation for the positive test, she said, was a burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before that drug test from an authentic Mexican food truck. Wow. Love it. So. Love this angle. This is interesting. Uh, she says, I feel completely devastated, lost, broken, angry, confused, betrayed, and probably loose in the bowels. Okay. So, it, okay. So the idea is what now that the meat or the chicken or the beef, what, 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 what was the burritos? What was okay, the meat so delivery device here? What's this going on? This is what on? she says. She's blaming the burrito. Was it horse meat? Was it the horse from, <laughs> from the Belmont that got busted for steroids? So, Houlihan says she passed a polygraph test and sent a sample of her hair to the world's foremost toxicologists. Though her excuse sounds ridiculous on its face, she is blaming a burrito after all, Houlihan said that the levels of the steroid found in her system were consistent with subjects in studies who have eaten the same source of meat that she did before the test and not that of someone who was taking it regularly. So the World Anti-Doping Agency agreed that the test proved that there was no buildup of this substance in my body, which there would have been if I was taking it regularly. Interesting. Now, see... Are you telling me it did come from the burrito? Well, what I'm telling you is, just like anything else we read on the internet, maybe. <laughs> okay, so there's a, there's a theory, and I believe it is somewhat Mary? true, that one of the problems with... Uh, uh, chicken breasts is the hormones. The hormones, yes, I've heard that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when you eat a uh, chicken breast hormone over time, that then passes along, and so uh, females were developing at a much earlier yeah. rate in yeah. age, and I believe that turned out to be true. Yeah, okay. well, I, I'm not sure. I think that's one of the possible causes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there was enough evidence for at least Jenny McCarthy to have a talk show, right? Okay, so which which that's in today's society. That's all you need. That's, that's the threshold gets, right, right there, man. We don't want facts. We want to feel the truth, man. Feel facts. That's what I call feel them. the truth. That's truthiness. Yeah, truthiness. And so, I don't know. I, I look at it. You know, when 
if that's the case, well, you know, they probably the steroids are for cows all over, mm-hmm. all over. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people were injecting cow steroids in their buttocks. I remember getting you during know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Lou Ferrigno days. You probably had to take one of your jobs a drug test, right? I remember the first time I was getting ready to take a drug test for a you know just a crappy assembly job, and somebody was like, you know, you better watch out what you eat because poppy seeds can screw it up. Right? There was a whole Seinfeld episode uh, on that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, it's it's one of those things where it's like. You never know exactly, or I don't at least, how much truth is that. Well, All I know is I never failed the test. On, so. on one hand, you have to say, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. And on the other hand, you got to say, well, it's what's, what's very difficult is that we live in such a day and age of designer DNA drugs that you can manipulate one of the molecules and it will not show up on a drug test. So, and this was a problem in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and other other Major League sports. That's why they've got so many of these different things. And these guys will say, it's in my protein powder. Because they don't know. Yeah. They have no well, idea. you know, after you had a burrito in an authentic Mexican restaurant, if you were being tested, it'd be kind of interesting. You know, like at the end of the week, it'd be kind of interesting to take some of these tests and see what is in my system from, you know, spend a week eating out at different places. You know, small restaurants franchises, chains, whatnot, and then do one of these tests. We might find that we're all high on steroids, man. I mean, maybe that's why we're all angry. All the burritos are so good. They're banned by the Olympic committee. I mean, all the marketing, advertising, all the marketing that you can do behind that. Like they're so good that Olympic athletes eat ours. Yeah. I mean, is it Olympics or what is it? Well, it's like, it's like, yeah, competing in Olympic games and caliber of an athlete, right? That's right. Okay. Is it the Dan and Dave where the one guy didn't quite make it? No, I don't think so. Okay. That was a great... <laughs> She's widely thing. considered a favorite to contend for a medal at the Tokyo Olympics, or she was widely considered a favorite to attend the Tokyo Olympics next month. Here's what I'm wondering. If you're... <clears throat> did you follow that Belmont at all, by the way? No. So, the, the horse oh, the, that the, won... The, 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 the stoned horse? Yeah, he was horse. doped twice. Yeah. He doped at Preakness and Belmont, right? Or okay. was it the Derby and Preakness? Either way, two out of the three, the guy that... The, the guy... Trainer. Mm. was doping his horses, okay? And whether he did it by accident or not, the one guy's excuse was that some other horse peed on the hay. And he ate the hay? And he ate the hay. That's my excuse. And that was why the horse tested positive. Okay. That's what this burrito one kind of reminds me of. The burrito one's now actually sounding more authentic (laughs) to me than the hay piss one. (laughs) (laughs) The burrito one, that's where the facts are real. The the hay piss one? Well, you know, it's interesting is that that's an absurd story with the burrito, but then you start talking about that, and it's like, okay, well, let's different levels of absurd. Right. It's all relative, folks. Here's what gets me, though, is the gambling. So if you would have bet on these horses, Mm -hmm. so you win in the moment, okay, and that's it. You don't. You th- that the money's over. Yeah, there's, it doesn't matter to you if it was doped or not. There's no going back and getting refunds. No backsies. Even though your horse didn't win, mm-hmm. because they disqualified him the next day, mm-hmm. whatever the horse is that won, uh, he's no longer the winner. But if you gambled, you still won the money, and you picked the winner, the new winner. Right. Let's say you picked the guy that finished second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's now the new winner. But well, do you, 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 you don't, don't get anything. You don't get that money yeah, either. Yeah. So if you're the trainer and you're really just in it for the money, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you not dope the shit out of your horse, bet oodles of money? All he got was a two-year ban. 
That's it. A yeah. two-year ban, and you just made $180 billion. You're like, of, sweet, two-year vacation. Totally. I'm yeah. going to go hang yeah. out in Mel Gibson's Crazy Island well, with Charles ma- Widmore. Oh, yeah. Penis Island. Tan Penis Island. One of the things, though, is it's like there might be like a threshold where uh, it's like, okay, I can dope the horse and I can get away with this. But if I keep doing it, then the feds start looking at it. Well, you that's know, what I'm wondering. There's probably a threshold. But there. they probably have the feds paid off to the point to where they know they're, I mean, to the point yeah. to where they got enough of a head start and it's like that uh, clip from back to school we were watching with rodney dangerfield where he's like ah you got to start with the teamsters if you want concrete in this building they're going to want to talk to you and then there's the inspectors and And they're not boy scouts yeah they're not boy scouts there's oh you left out a ton of stuff (laughs) you know oh boy if you want to grease the local politicians the business of america (laughs) is business I love it. So, what was the what, was the, what happened with the burrito then? So, right now it looks like what did they the, ever say what kind of burrito it was? Was it carne asada? Was it you know? All I can say is it had meat in it. Chili relleno. Yeah. Yeah. So she's basically she's trying to uh, appeal it, but oh, for now she's banned. I man. mean, she's really yeah, she's out for now. Banned yep. by burrito. Yep. Banned by burrito. burrito. Band name. Featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000 when Fargo native Mike Marcel, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment Elements. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life, play hard, work hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. 
Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. It's not in my veins to be playing games. But I could write a book, call it made you look. Leave it up to me, can I let it be? Cause I know I should Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. My name is Jason Spies, my mic is on, and we are live here at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners booth at the Shale Energy Resources 2021 Conference and Trade Show here in Midland Horseshoe Pavilion. June 10th is the date, and we've got... Kent Kirkhammer as our guest. We also have Mark Ziegler on standby, just in case it gets a little too technical for Mr. Kent Kirkhammer, the CEO of New Coda. Well, he's a veteran, so look at him. He's ready to go with that sort of thing. So here, let's pull you up to the mic here, Mr. Kent Kirkhammer, and uh, see if your mic level's okay. Go ahead and say hello. Hello. Now I'll turn your mic on. There we go. Hello. Thanks for having me, Jason. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on the show and going with the flow this morning. <laughs> you bet. Well, last night was the uh, was the big bash. You know, they had a, a oil field helping hands had a fundraising bash last night, and so a lot of people are kind of meandering in right now. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> this morning. not quite the pep that there was yesterday, is there, <laughs> folks? Right. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Everybody got their hellos in yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we got Jim Wright speaking right now, Texas Railroad Commissioner over in the meeting room. He's going to be joining us here on The Crude Life at 10 o'clock, which will be after after this interview with Mr. Kent Kirkhammer. So how are we doing then? What's going on? Good. No, things are good. It's a lot of happy to be here. A lot of excitement. Um, you know, it seems like everyone coming out of COVID, they're really excited to be here. A lot of people, uh, you know, attending and it's just the industry as a whole. You know, we were in Bismarck a couple, you know, weeks ago for the Petroleum Council deal there and the meeting and that was a great show and this one is the same and it's What'd just exciting it? to be. Yeah, I thought that show was great. I mean, it seems like everyone was there. Everyone was excited. Um, you know, Price Oil is turning around. It seems like like, uh, there's just a lot of excitement in the industry right now. It's yeah, it's good. Know, we were kind of joking before yeah. the air came on. Is that you know there's there's no season in oil and gas, but it's mm-hmm. almost evolving into one, mm-hmm. and it just seems like that Williston Basin Petroleum Conference is the kickoff for the oil and gas season. Yep, and it and is. it's it has to do with the job that they do bringing in mm-hmm. the high level caliber of guests yep. that they do. Yep, they have great speakers. If you know great people attending, it's. It's a great show for sure. Well, and it just kicks off the energy. So mm-hmm. you get your gas in the tank. Yep. You get ready to go. <laughs> you get a conference like this. You know, you get the Texas Railroad Commissioner. We got the uh, mayor 
uh, uh, Patrick Payton was on yesterday. He's taking on kind of a cause of uh, sex trafficking mm-hmm. uh, against the industry. So we're going to be doing a lot more with him as he continues to make Washington, D.C. aware of Midland, Texas and how it's not causing. He says reporters like from mm-hmm. reputable organizations, they'll ask him, like, how is it being the mayor of the town killing the planet? Like, that's how they mm-hmm. frame the question mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Yeah. You know? it's- so anyway, but. We sidebar here. Uh, let's talk about the Gorilla Jack. I, I forgot two things this morning. Uh, on the way here, I forgot my little, uh, you know, the new iPhones have an adapter that you got to put in to get the old school head jack? Yep. Okay, okay earphones, you know, the, the old Walkman ones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a microphone that attaches like that, like a lapel mm-hmm. microphone, but it's really good for impromptu interviews. And so a lot of times when I walk the floor, that's all I'll bring, not this actual setup that right. you see here. Not this plush, palatial studio you see here at the <laughs> Permian Basin Association Pipeliners booth, no. But I'll bring that with, I forgot the little adapter, okay? Because I watched the, some Peacock last night before I went to sleep, and mm-hmm. at 7.30 in my hotel room by myself, um, <laughs> with my dog sleeping <laughs> yeah. next to me. Thank you. Yeah, just pour some salt in these wounds, why don't you? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I took out the adapter so I could listen, right? Well, I forgot the adapter on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. I also forgot in my suitcase a copy of the Bismarck Tribune that had the Gorilla Jack on the front page. That's right. So let's start there with my non-visual aid that I forgot. <laughs> and let's talk about the product that was such big news at the Williston Basin yeah. Conference that kicks off all these events that made the front page of the state paper of North Dakota. Did you know that the Bismarck Tribune is the official state newspaper of North Dakota? I didn't know that, so, but yeah. I knew that. Oh, that's right, yeah. you just took a test. So that's you do right. know that, yeah, all yeah. right. So let's talk about the Gorilla Jack and why you made the front page news. Yeah, no, it was, it was like I said, it was a great show. I mean, it, it helps to have a, a giant 25 foot inflatable gorilla sitting out front to get people's attention, that's for sure. But um, That was you. That was us. Oh, I thought because that's been there before. No, that was that was, that was us. This was the first time. I swear time. that they've done a gorilla before. Oh no, it's a big oil dude. Yeah, they always have like this big yeah. inflatable thing. And so here, I didn't know it was yours. So with uh, with the branding, the gorilla jack, we thought that that would kind of come together. People see that and then kind of go to. Our, we had our booth. We had the claw machine that they were getting gorillas, and I thought the marketing was great and it kind of put it all together. But it was a good show. Hats off a, to whoever uh, did the claw machine marketing yeah. for mm-hmm. real. Yeah, that yeah, was. That was uh, I don't know how you checked the R. ROI on that, but either way, <laughs> the, the it was the talk of the show. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to give a plug right now to Rob Lindbergh with LaVenture. He, he does it. We work with him on marketing, and okay. he did a great job for that us. Was there. A, that was so, a really yeah. smart thing to do, yep. yeah. But yeah, no, we got a lot of attention. It's a new product. I mean, it hits a lot of buttons. I think yesterday, you know, listening to that Chad Fraser with Endeavor, yep. uh, he spoke yesterday as the vice president, and you know, his, his one of his things that kind of hit home and kind of goes hand-to-hand with the Gorilla Jack is that as us as an industry of service companies, we got to get innovative. We got to find ways to do it quicker, cheaper, and safer. And I think we hit all those three things with the Gorilla Jack. You know, it's it's the ESG optics, I mean, but our product, it truly is. All it's right, safer. so what's ESG about it? Let's let's get into that. Yes. Let's, let's, let's do, do a it. sales call, an informational call right here. Oh, yeah. turn in my mic on. Uh, Mark, all right. All right. Ziegler, ladies and gentlemen, the veteran of the program. <laughs> Well, we got the Canadian Clipper here, don't we? No, that's the Alberta Clipper. We don't want to get into that whole, that whole you go ahead, Hammer. You, East you versus West nonsense. So, all right, let's get into the ESG part. Okay, so um, how's it environmental? Just start there. We'll start there. 
Mark, why don't you talk about Sure. Um, so I'll start out by saying that um, it really is upsetting to me when you mentioned that story about mainstream reporters asking that question about the to the mayor of Midland. You know, what's it like to be the mayor of the uh, of the town that's killing the planet? And Another so, one asked, what's it like to be the mayor of the town killing polar bears? Unbelievable. I mean, that's specific. So, yeah. and the theme, again, with the uh, CEO of Liberty and then uh, the gentleman from uh, Endeavor, Endeavor okay. that, you know, this vilification of our industry is, it's getting pretty tiresome. So, now we have the optics, like you say, of, um, oh God, what's the acronym? E- ESG. ESG. Yep. ESG. Yep. So, <clears throat> when you have a piece of equipment like ours... Okay, remember to talk into the mic. When you have okay. a piece of equipment like ours that, first of all, uses... this, The design actually uses what we call an HPU, which is a hyd- hydraulic power unit, which is a deck engine. So, as opposed to running off the engine of the actual tractor of the Kenworth, which a lot of typical pieces of equipment do, you have a highly efficient... Um, there's a specific green rating on these cat engines that you use as a deck engine to power these hydraulics. I can't remember the specific rating number, but it has a very, 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 I'm stressing that point, very low carbon footprint, that particular cat engine. They are the top of the line. Okay. So that's the first part of it, the All environmental. Right. Um, I think the, the second part of it also is the fact that I probably talked about it nauseum on our first call or our first uh, sit down, Jason, was the idea of this is a safety oriented piece of equipment. It is designed specifically so that you can operate it with fewer men. Fewer men going to the well site equals less risk. If that's not ESG, please explain to me what is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boom. So, there, so there's a couple of examples right there. <laughs> yes. So there we are. <laughs> you shall get. Yes, and the crowd goes silent. The social part's just in the name. I mean, Gorilla Jack. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. it's a social thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's well said. Yeah. I agree. It's happening. But it's did, happening. Did you ever hear my uh, analysis on the name? Yes, I think I okay, listened to the interview. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Colorado name. Yeah. Yes, that's so funny to me. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you which one of your employees knew what I was talking about either. Right. <laughs> I, I might have a short list of maybe ideas of who that might be. Yeah. Who, who has a beeper number anymore? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there is a Dakota employee with a beeper number. That's right. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, but so uh, the governance thing—that's just obviously the transparency and just trying mm-hmm. to do that. And that's what you're doing right now actually is just trying to keep out the word what's going on so i kind of advertised this and promoted this as you guys is it was you have three or no you have one we have one and then we have two now so we have three total yeah okay that's what it is so explain this because you had one now you got two so Mm -hmm. this is oh this is news yeah you only had one when we talked nope no, was there two? We had two. Okay. So we had the prototype, we designed it, and we first got it in North Dakota um, about a year ago uh, last yes. year. Yes, okay, that's one. Um, and then we worked through that, worked, you know, with a the prototype, there's yep. a lot of changes, and uh, worked through that, did a lot of, uh, you know, pilots on location with different customers, working through that, which we're very thankful for, and learned a lot, and then now we, we what we, the mistakes and the corrections that from the first unit, we went and built two more. 
And now uh, those units are a lot better than the prototype and, you know, just working through and kind of commissioning those right now, but excited to have those out in the field working for clients. And there's a long list of clients that are excited to have those out there right now, too. Are so, they all in the Bakken? Are they in the Permian? They're all in the Bakken okay. right now. We do have a division in, in Gillette, Wyoming, in the Powder River. Um, oh, no kidding. And we probably plan on maybe moving one there. And also we have hopes to uh, come down here in the Permian and, and set up shop in Midland, too. So, so what... What is it about the Permian that attracts you? Is it just the activity down here? Is there something like, uh, of course, the Bakken's got wet gas, there's dry gas mm -hmm. down here. You know, each one's a different play and that sort of thing. Yep. So just talk about the little bit of the ins and outs and well, what, why it's attractive. I like the Permian. I mean, it's definitely the activity level. I mean, yeah. you can't lie. I mean, it's busy here. Oh, yeah. and, and it's And it seems like it's more of a sustainable busy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Bakken, that's where, you know, I guess New Coda cut our teeth. That's where we started in 2011 there. Um, but, you know, there is ups and downs. And, and we also have the challenge of the winter. I mean, I don't know, Jason, it's cold in North Dakota. Did you know that? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Operations do tend to slow down, so I mean so, a more stable environment here. Although it is 107 degrees here today. I got today a sidebar. <laughs> I got a sidebar because I did a story for the Bismarck Tribune back in 2016 when it was the sixth coldest winter on record in the state. Yeah. And it became apparent to me there was two things that made me realize that I was somewhat crazy for living in the state I was living because number one during the story. There was well, three things now. Okay, we had like 47 consecutive days that were air temperature below zero that year. Air mm -hmm. temperature, and it's like 65 below zero with wind chill. Okay, mm -hmm. number two, diesel trucks were gelling up on the interstate. It was so cold. Think mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, you're going 75 yeah. miles an hour with a hot engine as and you're it going. Is so cold yeah. that you are gelling up on the interstate. Number three, <laughs> the first day it was above zero friend of mine calls me he goes jason it's so nice out let's go ice fishing i said i live in crazy town okay it is so nice out let's go stand on a frozen lake yeah, okay i'm so not sure how to process this folks all right okay so yeah. uh it's it gets cold up there and actually what really gave me uh, a new level of respect is when uh, uh neighbors uh allowed me my first rig tour mm -hmm. okay and uh, right outside of watford city 17 miles outside of watford city yep. and when i saw how high they go up to change those pipes. Oh, yeah. I went 70 mile an hour winds on December 28th. That guy, you're not paying him enough. That girl, you're not paying her enough. Yeah. No way, no how. That was my uh, first job in the oil field in 1999, Are working you on a drilling me? rig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is there is there any sort of like if it's the wind's going too fast? You just you put up like prefab walls they call it. Do you guys ever put a kite up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprised they haven't. It but would no. just rip right off. <laughs> yeah, it end yeah. up in Medora. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. That's two towns over, folks. All right. So uh, the Gorilla Jack. Let's let's talk about the name again real quick. Where mm -hmm. it came from, how it how it got its deal, and then the logo, of course. Mm -hmm. I call it. It looks like some uh, <laughs> some sort of a Bigfoot looking gorilla. That's very buff looking. It's got a tattoo of the logo right on the peck, and then a striped gremlins mohawk. Yeah, that's right. It's How's aggressive. That? It's aggressive. How's that for a description? Describe it like that. Hey, grab the bike. Come on, if you're gonna talk. <laughs> when you describe it like that, yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Yeah, no, I mean, we kind of—I don't know exactly the moment we thought of the name, but we kind of threw around a couple names. But we were trying to. I guess think of something. Initially, we called it the Rod Jack Unit, which is kind of boring, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, you we can say the other name too if you want. We talked about that before. But <laughs> well, we want, we want something to get someone's attention, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay. I did listen to that part too on the interview. What did we say? It's either it's either uh, gorilla off or <laughs> or Jack Gorilla. That's right. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Anywho, but so uh, it, I w- the reason I like it is because it's new, it's different, and right now, honestly. That's that's where Johnny Green, the Earth's Championship, came from. Is yep. just su- Frackleberry Hound trying something new to engage. Yep. And you know what? Hey, not all of them are going to work. Yep. Life will move on. That's right. okay. And just be like days of our lives. Roman Brady's now being played mm-hmm. by this person and move on. Yep. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We wanted something that's uh, you know synonymous with our name. You know, people will be like, you know, we want that new Coda piece of equipment, but you know, something catchy. We want the Gorilla Jack. Do you worry it's, Gorilla mm-hmm. Jack might overtake New Coda? It's funny you say that. Um, oh, no, I'm serious when yeah. I say that. No, I know. And it's the reason I think it's funny is because uh, Ron Ness, first day of the show, when he saw the big gorilla and everything, he comes up to me, he's like, you're now known as the gorilla, just Without so you know. Without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, you branded yourself, yeah. that, which isn't a bad thing. No, no. You know, because no. really then, you know, and we've done that with some other brands too, where yeah. we've actually, like even the morning show, Play Hard, Work Hard, mm-hmm. if you've noticed, we are now sponsoring the show as the crude life because yep. we... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually have a construction industry looking at bringing the show over as a podcast to them. Wow! And that's a whole new revenue stream that we never even really thought of because yep. we looked at it as just you know, okay, it's one show. Mm-hmm. Well, the name's so good, you can go to other industries now because yeah. a lot of people play hard, work hard. You yeah. know, they understand oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a great, you know, it's a great so, term. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do it in the afternoon, you got to call it work hard, play hard. But if you do it in the morning, you play hard. You know, while you're getting ready for work, and then you go mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. listen. Well, it's tough. Here's the reality of podcast, guys, is that there's not a lot of people listening to oil and gas podcasts, okay? Mm-hmm. It's very technical. It's very boring. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that a, a podcaster is like Joe Rogan or, you know, Will Ferrell mm-hmm. with, uh, sure. uh, what's his name, uh, Ron Burgundy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that sort of, so it, it, that's the reality is, is that people have to go and search for it and they have to go look for it. But if you've got something every day that you can get in the routine of people and it's adequate or better than what's out there yeah, but it's huge. informational and useful yeah i when i was at the williston basin conference i'm not kidding you i have not had a response on a product like that since when i worked at kfgo and we were the number one radio station yeah. for 40 years so i did a night show on kfgo and when i went out and i did magazines before that newspaper so yeah. i had a little little notoriety around yeah. town that sort of thing yeah. but then i was in the big leagues right and i mean this is a whole yeah. new level like you know, the shut-ins are coming up to you and saying, hey, how you doing? You know, like, whoa, I didn't even know you were a person. Yeah. Where'd you come from? And and it's just amazing how many people you can reach. Same thing, when we uh, reached out to Chris Moore and started working the relationship here, we did a we did a 10-minute uh, cross-promotion on her radio station. She said that she, uh, we, we're doing this women of the oil field, the real mm-hmm. women of the oil yeah. field. She said, we only talked for 30 seconds uh, about the real women of the oil field. Four calls immediately after to nominate women. Yeah. Because of that reach that they have, you know, and that sort of thing. So, well, people forget that the radio, television, they still are useful. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. 100%. But you can't put your eggs in all the basket. You got to mm-hmm. diversify yep. and that sort of thing. So, that's mm-hmm. why we create the ecosystem. All right, enough of my sales pitch that apparently that turned into. Whoa, that was different. <laughs> We're here to talk about you. So, let's get into. 
what you guys have going on. So what's New Coda, by the way? Talk about what New Coda is and, you know, yeah. just that company. Yeah, no, New Coda, we started it in 2011. My business partner and I, Jared Seifert, um, we were both at a company called Pure Energy and we just saw some gaps in the market. We were still at that time in North Dakota flowing into open pits, you know, and we saw that that probably changed for environmental reasons. So we come up with a product and design an open top tank uh, with diffusers and we ended up getting a patent on that. And uh, that's kind of how we got going with New Coda. It started out of Minot, North Dakota. Uh, it was kind of funny. I always tell the story when in our first meeting uh, with a client and Jared and I had enough money uh, to pay for two open top tanks and uh, they put an order in for four. And you know, new to business and we're younger guys and we're in the parking lot, we're high-fiving and hugging each other and we're like, wait a sec, how are we gonna pay for these things? Um, you know, obviously <laughs> got into the world of banking and all yep. that stuff and it's just kind of a funny story to look back at that. But you know, now uh, that was our first product, Open Top Tanks, but I mean, we have a lot of rentals. Um, we're, uh, we're a company, you know, production testing flowback as well is probably our main service. Okay. But you know, we've always been a company that's uh, been very innovative and um, trying to be a problem solver and a partner with the company. I mean, we've had a lot of companies that come to us and say, hey, we have this problem. Can you help us with it? And not having a huge corporate structure, you know, Jared and I and guys like Mark and everything can just sit down and say, yeah, yeah, we will. You know, where you're a bigger company, nothing against them, but you know, there's a lot of red tape through uh, to do projects and to do innovation and come up with new products. So I think that's one of our big strengths is we can pivot quickly and we have the ability to, uh, you know, come up with new products and be innovative and problem solvers. So what kind of barriers to entry are you experiencing here? I mean, you've got one, two products now, just a couple, three, and it's new, so you're gonna get pushback no matter yep. what, no matter what. Um, you know, um, what are you hearing from people? Mm -hmm. uh, what can you tell people that is true, not true, what you're working on? Just talk yeah. about that side of it. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely challenges with a new piece of equipment. I mean, uh, obviously, but um, my our thing is when we, you know, run into challenges, this is, let's try it, you know, let's show it. And yep. I think some of the most valuable feedback and lessons we've learned is actually getting the honest feedback from the client. You know, when we go out there and they say, you know, hey, we like this, but this this is a problem or this is a challenge. I mean, yeah. in I, fact, we should probably take a moment to do a PSA, a planet service announcement. Yeah. That honest feedback is needed right now in the world. So yep. uh, a lot of uh, CEOs and a lot of uh, executives and a lot of uh, presidents, they want some honest Absolutely. feedback. Yeah. They're not looking for a fight. They're not looking for an argument. No. They want to know how to make things better and how to change. Yeah. So that's right. our planet service announcement yeah. today. That's the new PSA. Okay. I like it, Jason, but no, it's true. I mean, that's kind of where we've seen a lot of success and made a lot of great changes is actually sitting down and being honest with the customer and saying, you know, I think I'd rather see it work this way or I'd rather see it do this instead of just saying them saying nothing or saying, yeah, we like it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, what is the buts? Like you said, like, tell us about it. We, we And then that's a way that we actually start that partnership with the client. They have buy-in, we have buy-in on the project and we can work together to get something that will save them money, be quicker and safer. So you're coming down to the Permian, and you're here today. Um, is it, my guess is, is operators are, are your customer, or is there someone else? Because I, I always like to ask people who their customer is, because yeah. my joke is that there's upstream, downstream, midstream, salmon stream, and there's even a trout stream, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of streams in this yeah. business. Well, I mean, so many truckers and cafe owners, and, and they rely on the oh, oil yeah. and gas. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm considered media. Mm -hmm. I'm not considered oil and gas. Right. But... I am oil and gas, so yeah. There you are. And, and so, uh, you know, who is your customer? And both for Gorilla Jack and Nukoda, mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, just who is it? And yeah, our customers are operators. Yep. I mean, we're with all our services and rentals and the Gorilla Jack and everything. I mean, we're we're 
focused and work for operators. Um, but it's kind of interesting to ask that question, especially with the Permian Basin. I mean, I think it goes back to just connections. Networking's huge. Yeah. Um, maybe there's an opportunity we can partner with someone down here that, you know, have synergies in their equipment and the Gorilla Jack, and we can kind of work together. We'd be open to something like that. I think you can't be too closed-minded. I think everything's on the table, especially now in this industry and how it's changed to being more of a commodity base or you know more of a the boom's gone i guess you could say well i've i've uh i grew up in agriculture so i mm -hmm. i watched the grocery store replace the farmer okay yeah. i listened to it every sunday and yeah. thanksgiving and you know birthdays and bar mitzvahs and mm -hmm. well, i'm not jewish so we didn't have bar mitzvahs <laughs> but catholics so um uh donut balls after church okay <laughs> uh anyway but so i you know i listened to it and heard it saw firsthand i watched yep. it happen and still, everybody thinks that your food comes from the grocery store. And I'm in the media, and I was in publishing, so I got knocked out. So I survived five or six recessions. depends on if you want to call the last one or three. And uh, I got nailed in one of them back in 2009. And that's when all the newspapers went bankrupt. Yep. So these newspapers had a 100-year monopoly. And then all of a sudden, within five to 10 years, they were going bankrupt. I don't feel so bad about my business going under in 2009 yeah. Yeah. when I survived four or five other recessions. Okay. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot from that yeah. for this go-around, actually. Yeah. Seriously. And so what, what I'm telling people is that right now, I believe the energy industry the oil and gas and coal worker are being replaced by the light switch. And mm -hmm. it's just that cut and dry. Yep. And the, the, so we need to think differently mm -hmm. to connect with people. Mm -hmm. We need to partner in non-traditional ways that yep. people aren't, aren't thinking you know, outside the box before. Yep. That's why we're reaching out to these other you know, yep. shale plays and different media organizations who would be considered competition normally. Mm -hmm. and, and we're like, right now we're, we're looking at a new program here in the Permian mm -hmm. off of just what happened in the last 24 hours here at the show. That's great. Oh, totally. In North Dakota, we've got a television program we're working mm -hmm. on statewide. Awesome. With, yeah. with, yeah, which will be regional after that. But now those will be synergized. Do you mm -hmm. see what I mean? Yep. So that's why mm -hmm. this networking and even getting new a new network that may not assist you right away. Okay, it may not right. You may not get any business right away. There was one guy we interviewed at the Williston Basin Conference. I'll never forget this. He came down here. He's from North Dakota, right? Yep. God, I love North Dakota. So he he comes down here, hangs out in the Walmart parking lot, okay, and he waits for South Dakota, Minnesota, Wyoming. Waits for the Bakken license plates to yeah. come into the. <laughs> He just accosted him right in the, hey, how you guys doing? He just, you know, but North Dakota nice, whatever. Yeah. He got business from that. And I'm like, that is the coolest cold call. And he goes, Jason, it was out of necessity. I go, what the hell do you think a cold call is, man? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a necessity. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Yeah, well, and in the newspaper industry, getting back to that, um, one of the things that some newspapers did, like in, in, in Denver, for example, mm -hmm where there was a few newspapers that had uh, not a monopoly. So Detroit, Minneapolis, New York, Denver, a few of them. But most of the country, you had one newspaper in each town. But yep. what Denver tried to do is sh share a sales staff. And then when that didn't huh. work, they actually tried to share an editorial staff. So, oh, wow. I mean, they were trying all kinds of different yeah. stuff to make it. Well, they didn't both want to go out of business. Yep. So they just said, okay, what's your circulation? What's our circulation? Let's just prorate the, you know, they just went mm -hmm. to science. And, and made it work from there, and it worked for a while. So, yeah. anyway, there's there's the lesson, folks. That I apparently I'm taking off my Mr. Rogers cardigan now and going <laughs> to that. Well, I'm getting gray hair. I looked at myself yesterday and realized I'm old. Yeah. 
I'm old. No, anyway, no, I feel but, it. So uh, are you guys taking off today? Yeah, yeah, we're actually heading back uh, tonight, flying back to North Dakota. Okay, yeah. and uh, 100 degree, 110 yesterday here. Started the day, I think, 30 degrees, and then it, by noon it was 110. It was hot. That's a swing. Yeah. Well, because a little bit of rain and overcast the day before. Well, that looks like the railroad commissioner coming. So I, I felt for the guys uh, sitting outside in the outdoor booths yesterday. What's that now? Well, they're, when they're just sitting on the outdoor booth in the heat. Oh, you felt for them, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a long day I for some you of those guys. I fell for them. I'm going, what are they playing, three-card money out there? They got the shell game? That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they maybe were. We didn't see that. I mean, this, is, this has been a heck of a show, actually. Yeah, this has been more of a... Uh, very upbeat energy with it, you know. Yeah, it's been great. I, I'm not. I'm not sure, you know, what kind of business is being done. Just like in the Williston Basin, I have no idea if anybody got any business done or what. Yeah. But I do know that this is the type of positivity that is real, mm-hmm. versus watching someone on TV tell you, "Stay positive." Hey, yeah. everything's going. You know. So it was great to press uh, press the flesh again, see the the eyeballs and the whites. I told Jeff, the guy who runs this, I said. You're going to benefit from just being the first one down here to go do it. Yeah. Yep. You know, because I think the established one is in August. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to be here for that one as well. We got invited mm-hmm. to that one, so we're going to yep. come down for nice. that one. And um, it's just being being the kind of the first one in and getting it going again and everything. Have you got any success? Have you guys made any contacts? Yeah. Yeah, we've made a lot of contacts. Okay. And I've, I've known some people that are down here from previous jobs I've had, so that's great to reconnect with them. But, we, uh, yeah, we had a great meeting last night, uh, supper, dinner. And, okay. uh, yeah, no, it's been really good. Uh, I was going to mention of the uh, Elite Energy. We've got the Allen family. Mm-hmm. So they're down here as well. They just yep. opened an office. Yep. So. Yeah, we were so. talking with them yesterday. We were looking at maybe doing something in Colorado with them too. So. Okay. Yep. Well, let's wrap her up here. I've got my phone buzzing. I just realized <laughs> i got to let somebody in the front door with their name badge. That's why they're calling. And then they got the railroad commissioner coming over here. So they're sending a text over. And it's all kinds of shenanigans and brouhaha happening here at the Shale Energy Resources 2021 Conference and Trade Show, June 10th here at the Midland Horseshoe Pavilion. Kent Kirkhammer, Mark Ziegler, Nukota Service Rentals, and of course the Gorilla Jack. And you guys have a website? Yep, uh, www.nukota.com. www.nukota.com, is that right? Yep. See, triple W, that's our little abbreviation in the media. It sounds yeah. cool and hip, right? <laughs> All right, folks, we'll catch you in a bit. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Great American Mining monetizes wasted, stranded, and undervalued gas throughout the oil and gas industry by using it as a power generation source for Bitcoin mining. Great American Mining Company brings the market and their expertise to the molecule. Their solutions make producers more efficient and profitable while helping reduce flaring and venting throughout the oil and gas value chain. And if you're a mineral owner, check out how much Bitcoin you could be making right now with your valued gas. Go to 
GAM.AI. That's Great American Mining, GAM.AI. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we pay tribute to the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue happening this Friday, June 18th. From 4 to 10 p.m. in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue has raised over a half a million dollars over the past nine years, which is pretty darn good considering it started with just an idea in the thin blue sky. Speaking of blue, this year the Bakken Barbecue will honor first responders as part of its celebration, as well as singer Elma Cook, U.S. Congressman Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota Superintendent of Public Instruction Kirsten Baszler, the Mayor of Bismarck Steve Bakken, Miss Teen North Dakota Alexandria Garcia will be discussing mental health and much, much more at this year's Bakken Barbecue happening Friday, June 18th at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota. But right now, let's get a barbecue tip from one of the past barbecues. Hey, I'm Bram Laster. I live in Cody, Wyoming. Hey, we're doing hickory smoke briskets. I'm originally out of Texas, so that's kind of where I learned and picked up the hard briskets. Why hickory? Well, mesquite tastes like mesquite. <laughs> okay, that makes sense to me. Without giving away any trade secrets, how did you prepare it? Uh, was there a marinade temperature? Yeah, I use a dry rub that's actually out of Texas. It's main ingredients, brown sugar. But I smoke everything at 230 degrees, and these briskets, they run 12, 14 hours. And that was from the past years at the Bakken Barbecue, but this Friday at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue, the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue is happening, folks. You don't want to miss it. My name is Jason Spies. I am the MC and energy ambassador for this year's Bakken Barbecue, as well as the host of the Crude Life Daily Update. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrial forest. Forest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. We're going to do a good old fashioned Bakken barbecue. Halliburton has been cooking for two days. Uh, they've cooked 2,500 pounds of pork, 800 pounds of sausage, uh, 500 pounds of chicken. So. Uh, 
everyone's favorite are the fish tacos, but they've got burgers, steaks, salads, I mean, pretty much everything. And the first experience was, oh, where are all the rigs? Because you have so much country here. In a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that uh, basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. This was one of those stories where one reporter can't cover. There's too much happening at one time in too many places. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day, it's got a pop back beat and it's sung the wrong way. If you're not making money in the Bakken, you just truly are not thinking hard enough. Brother, it ain't country Looking for a helping hand. Look at the end of your doggone arm. North Dakotans aren't looking over their shoulder for the government to help them. Some fur coat wearing wannabes producing your stuff. And brother, you ain't country enough. If you can't move to it, crew to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. As long as I'm working, my mom and dad are happy. Okay. <laughs> And a shower. Well, that was always the key, especially going to Thunder Bay. And he doesn't like life, I guess. <laughs> Insanity, right? North Dakota, the Bakken Plague. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com.